Hello and welcome to the Partial Historians. Join us as we trace Rome's development as a city. I am Dr. Rad. And I'm Dr. G. Welcome everybody. We are right in the middle of some exciting politics. <gasps> <laughs> Nothing more exciting than politics, particularly <laughs> right now. Yeah. Last episode, Dr. G, we met and said goodbye to a very hot piece of patrician. <laughs> Yes, young, strong, brave, violent? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just your typical young hot patrician, really. Kaizo Quintius. Yeah, so it? he caused some trouble, and then before it could go much further, he found himself uh, taking himself up into exile, basically, in the first example of bail I've ever seen in Rome. <laughs> yeah, he seems to run away before the trial happens. Yeah. Very strange. But things are about to get more complicated. Yeah, definitely, because... The whole sh the whole schmozzle we've been talking about for the, the last episode was about this law about the laws, Dr. G. <laughs> yeah, so I, where we're kind of at at the moment is like we're right on the cusp of what is eventually going to be the 12 tables. Yeah. Um, but knowing us, it'll probably take us another year before we actually get to the 12 <laughs> it tables. It will take us 12 years to get there. <laughs> Just you wait. Um, so, but the patricians are really resisting this move that's coming from below. Yeah. The tribunes are putting it forward and they're kind of like, there needs to be some kind of law code. Yeah. Um, people should have access to the law. They should be able to know what's going on. And it seems like this is a very secretive, do you know what's going on kind of business. Yeah, the patricians seem to be calling the shots by just saying, it's a custom, it's always been that way. I should know. I have the wisdom. Yes, <laughs> but where did that wisdom come from? Some people have some questions. <laughs> I think a very convenient place. <laughs> it all, it's all up here, buddy. It's yeah. all up here. So understandably, the plebs are not happy with this. And this is just another episode in the conflict of the orders. <laughs> yes, this has been going on for, what, decades now at this yeah, point? Yeah, it's good yeah. to say that, actually. It's been going on for decades. Yeah. We've made progress. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we're in about... 460 BCE. Yes. They're about. With you. Oh, <laughs> finally, our dates are sinking up. It's only taken, oh, I don't know, late, what, 40 years. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of consuls. Uh, we've got a Publius Valerius Publicola. Mm. If you recognize this name, that's good because he's been consul before. And his family has been. Well, they've pretty much always been well known in the Republic. Yeah, Publicola mm. is this name that they've acquired for being great with the population. Mm. Mm. Well, they're going to need it, so <laughs> that was a good choice on their part. Yeah, so he was consul previously in 475, mm -hmm. and our other consul is, wait for it, Gaius Claudius in Regilensis. Let me guess, <laughs> his other name is Douchebag. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> He's from the Claudian family. I'm guessing it is. <laughs> what do we know about the Claudians? They're the uber patricians. So once again, in a time when the patricians want to get their way, they're clearly pitching their consuls so they've got someone who's a hard-ass with the plebeians and someone who appears like they're the people's friends. Hmm. I think. This they, they've done this before. I've seen this before. <laughs> Often with the publicola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. publicas get drawn into this and they're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be friends with the populace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, we can only imagine that this will go badly. So just you wait. Things are in stall. <laughs> um, 
And we've got some signs to indicate that all is not well. Oh. Um, there Omens. have been some portents from heaven. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> raining <laughs> flesh that doesn't well, sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a reference back to the raining flesh <laughs> um, and the, the Sibylline oracles. So, and, and Dionysius really sort of references this early on just to indicate that we're not out of the woods yet with these portents. Also, it is actually a reference back to the raining flesh. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's precisely yeah. what it is. He's like, remember those portents we talked about earlier? Keep that in mind. <laughs> Just when you thought your grocery shopping was done, yeah. here comes the sequel. Mm, yeah. More oracles where that came from. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a situation where the tribunes have carried over from the previous year. Yes. Well, I feel like Livy, well, Livy is quite frankly telling me that the tribunes are feeling pretty good about themselves after Kaiser took himself off into exile. And, you know, reneged on his whole bail deal, leaving his father in poverty. Hmm. <laughs> it feels like in, uh, in my account, the tribunes are very confident that this law they're hoping for is going to get passed. Yeah, but it is unusual as well to have them return. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, so both of them take mm. upon the tribuneship again. So this is Aulus Waginius mm. and Marcus Volscius Fictor. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're back. <laughs> and they're like, what about this law? But weirdly, I don't. Uh, I'm interested in what Livy might have to say about this because Dionysius suggests that actually the populace is less into this law proposal for a law code now than they were before because they've mm. all been caught up and swept away by this trial of Kaiser. Hmm. I'm not getting a strong feeling from the populace at this point in time. It's more about the tribunes feeling confident in themselves. Mm. Maybe maybe everyone's feeling like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. But I mean. Spoilers, it is not. <laughs> Ouch. That's it, listeners. Just turn off now. It's not going to happen. Uh, maybe not in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so there seems to be rumours. Okay. I, I have a huge narrative based around rumours. All right, all right. What does Louis have to say? <laughs> well, look. Basically, so Kaiser's off into self-imposed exile, disappeared, father's living in poverty. Tribune's feeling pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah. A patrician living in poverty? I'm down for that. Well, uh, yeah, sorry. They're feeling pretty good about the whole situation oh. you know, a as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, as usual, I seem to have a bit of a divide between the older senators and the young, hot patricians. Uh. Those, those wily, <laughs> wily stirs. Um, however, eventually they start to develop a bit more of a strategy than they've had before. Because before they seemed quite, you know, reckless. Very Kaizo-like, you know. You're telling me the young patricians have a strategy now? <laughs> well, a, a bit more of a strategy. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, essentially, they try to blend their violence and their anger with moderation. <laughs> Let me explain to you how this works. <laughs> it's, it's just moderate violence. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, basically, they behave themselves as long as nobody talks about the law. So the law becomes a bit like Voldemort. You don't say the name. <laughs> okay, you don't bring it up. And then everything's fine. Like, they're even, you know, like, they're okay. But the second it's mentioned, well, the plebeians all of a sudden feel like they are surrounded by a million Kaiser Quintiuses. Okay. I don't know what the plural of that is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They, they really ramp it up, like, to an extreme level. Okay. So that it's like Kaiser never left whenever the law is, you know, mooted. But as long as they don't mention the law, so in fact, you might even say, don't mention the law. <laughs> I was going to say this is a bit like uh, the Scottish play. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll like not talk about Macbeth. I think it's a Faulty Towers episode waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
I mentioned the war, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is going to be an issue. Um, so, moderate violence applied only at times where the subject that they don't want talked about is brought up. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I think it's because, I mean, definitely Kaizo's friends, their initial reaction is obviously to be, like, super upset that Kaizo has gone. But they really are focusing in very much on, yeah, the law you know, this whole law thing, because they obviously don't want it to pass. Okay. Yeah. I think there must be some discrepancy then, or maybe there's, like, an element missing from Dionysius's narrative that might help explain why he decides to go down the rumour mill yeah, uh, narrative route. <laughs> well, uh, it seems that... Or, or maybe this is a reaction to this moderate, targeted violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, that the tribunes decide to get together, and they effectively, as far as Dionysius of Halicarnassus is concerned, they create a conspiracy. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So he sets up this whole narrative to position you against the Tribune of the Plebs at this point. So I think mm. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they first of all forge letters. Um, the Tribunes forge the, letters. The Tribunes forge letters. Right. And then they contrive to have them delivered to them while they're in the forum. Oh, nice. <laughs> So, it's like those women in offices who deliver themselves flowers on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, oh, For wow. me? You yeah. shouldn't have. Nobody ever writes to me anymore. All I get is bills. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> who could this be? Your secret admirer. <laughs> oh, ladies, come here. Let's, we've got to solve this mystery. Yeah, it's exactly like that. They're in the forum. Um, they're all doled up in their gear or whatever. <laughs> People are wandering around doing their business. And yeah. they're like, Wow. This letter, it just arrived. <laughs> Guys, I wonder what's in this letter. And everyone's I like, I didn't even know I would be here. <laughs> yeah. Who would think to write to me? What could be going on? Um, people start to gather around. Mm. Um, they develop a little bit of uh, of a crowd. People are like, what the, you open the letter. Like, tell us what's in that letter. Uh, and they're kind of like, oh, no, no, no. We couldn't possibly do that. You know, it seems that it would, like, from the seal, it must contain dreadful intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Please, silence everybody, silence. We'll tell you what we're going to do with these letters that we have. You see opened. the skull that's on the wax seal. <laughs> Can only be bad news. Yeah, yeah. It's been sealed with blood. I think there's a problem. Uh, and they're like, my good men plebeians, what we're going to do with these letters is we're going to take them to the Senate. And then no. we'll open them. And then we'll open them with the Senate. And then we'll talk about what's in the letters. That's the right thing to do. Because, you know, that's the way the producers would want this done. I can only imagine. Um, so we need to acquaint uh, the Senate of the information in the letters. And we'll come back uh, with... Oh, they're not taking everybody with them. No, so, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys wait in the forum. Wait here. We'll go to the Senate. You know, have a quick chat about these letters, and we'll come back and let you know what's in them because no, they seem pretty. It would have been a tight squeeze. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. And they're like, guys, we can't all fit here. Uh, <laughs> That's because you're not all senators. Get out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they they drum up this amazing sort of interest in like what's in the letters. And I think they miss their calling. They should be in PR. <laughs> well, this is all going great for them. Yeah. So the Senate is obviously very interesting. They're like, wow, you got some letters. <laughs> Let's get together. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Was it written by Kaizo? <laughs> no, nobody knows. Um, it's a mystery. Um, 
And so they open these letters and in front of the Senate and they're like, oh, look, the, the, wow, I'm just being blown away by this contents of these letters. People are like, what's going on? Tell us, read them out. And it seems that the letters relate that um, in terms of the rumors that are going around. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is where the narrative gets complicated. Because okay. I was like, this is not actually what's in the letters. This is what Dionysus tells us the people in the forum are saying might be in the letters while the tribunes have gone <laughs> to talk to the Senate. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, things are getting weird. So first of all, maybe it's the Aquians and the Volskii have taken Kaizo in um, even after he's been condemned by the populace. So he's been accepted with open arms by the enemy. Okay. Well, I must admit, I have heard through the grapevine, Dr. G, that he may have gone to the Etruscans. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's, that's not so much a rumour as just something I think I know. I think that's a rumour in a letter, guys. <laughs> I read it somewhere. <laughs> Damn you, Etruscans. Yeah. Um, and not only have they taken him in, but they've mm. also turned him into a general of their armies. Well, see, now this is a blow. (laughs) (laughs) This young man with no experience in the field, all of a sudden. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Let's not sledge him too hard. I mean, after all, his dad was all like, hey, he's hot and good on the field. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but is he good enough to be in charge of the whole enemy's army? Clearly not, because we never heard of him before this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that seems to be one of the rumours. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, um, getting a little bit uh, more robust perhaps in the rumours, um, that there is a concerted plan on the part of the patricians um, to bring him back at the head of these foreign troops in order to eliminate the tribune of the plebs. Mm, okay. I can see how your account and my account can get along. <laughs> in that, I feel like there is a lot of paranoia that comes through a bit later in Levy's account. Mm. That is very much, you know, this like mistrust between the patricians and the plebeians. And there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, rumour about enemies, allies, who's doing what, what's going on, who can you trust. It's very X-Files, but that's more in the future. Uh, for my account so that's perhaps where we're going so I'm just going to flag that continue (laughs) Dionysus is launching full ball into the conspiracy early (laughs) to be honest my account doesn't make sense without there being a bit of paranoia beforehand you know alright so this is like just like the beautiful touch of detail of the paranoia developing for you yeah exactly and look maybe maybe Livy's trying to tell me that the plebeians had their head messed with because the patricians were just blowing hot and cold like you know if they were talking about the law they were like go ahead have your meetings tribunes we'll leave you alone the second the law is mentioned you know they're there with their clients you know causing trouble but anyway wait a minute you're having a meeting (laughs) We explicitly said none of those sort of meanings. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we've got the, the sense in which the, the opposing force of these uh, Aquians and Volskii has been a setup on behalf of the patricians in order to get rid of the tribune of the plebs, which is a thorn in the side of the patricians. Um, yes. It seems a bit drastic having a foreign army march on Rome to get rid of like what might be tantamount to five dudes. No, but you know what? I feel like we have had this kind of... Didn't we have this kind of thing before where people were a bit suspicious? You know, what, what, during one of the wars, one of the many wars <laughs> between the Volskians and the Aquians and the Romans, wasn't there at one point a bit of a suspicion that, you know, the patricians were like drumming it up because they wanted, you know, they wanted the sort of external distraction? Like, it's not the first time that this is... 
Yeah, but I feel yeah. like, you know, an external war is one thing, but an external war that you've orchestrated in order to march on your own city is maybe, like, next level. Look, I'll give it to you. It does seem like a tad extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy, I tell you. Um, third of all, um, some people are starting to argue that maybe it's just the, a plan of the young patricians, mm. and so these letters need to be read out to the to the Senate, because this is the older patricians now learning that the young ones have actually come up with a plan. Let me ask you this. Were the letters delivered by a guy driving a Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, it would be a clue. <laughs> mm, nice uh, Maserati you got there, buddy. I'm just a delivery boy. Uh, look at was me it go. a stripper gram? I mean, give me the details. Okay. <laughs> well, it was an unnamed source that delivered the letters. Uh, <laughs> that seems stupid. <laughs> of course everybody's going to know. <laughs> he kind of just delivers the letters and wanders off into the crowd. Mm. And it's before, like, you know, they've really jumped up the enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, okay. And others are speculating that Kaizo has actually been hidden within the, the city itself. Okay, now I'm now I'm convinced. That is a rumour that definitely pops up later in Levi's account. Yeah. Mm. yeah, okay. And so he's about to seize the most advantageous position in the city and make good on all of his threats. <laughs> Which were mostly threats of violence? Mostly threats of violence, yeah. I believe, yeah. <laughs> um, so this means that... Dionysius has now set up everything in his narrative really nicely for a super long speech uh, by Aulus Virginius, Tribune of the Plebs. Ah, oh, nice. Um, yeah. To interpret uh, what might be going on with these letters and stuff. And so we actually still don't know the contents of the letters. I was going to say, wait, is he actually telling us what happened? Or um, not really. Okay. Um, he's telling us that the situation needs to be investigated, for sure. Is he telling the senators? Or yeah. The people? Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's having a chat with the Senate. We've just had a whole bunch of narrative device of rumours that what could be in the letters, but we still don't know what's in the letters. And now we switch to a scene where Wiginius is like, so this is the situation and this is what I think we should do. We still don't know what the letters say. I suspect Dionysius was aiming to write on a soapy when he wrote this because he's leaving a lot of cliffhangers and a lot of things unanswered. There are a lot of cliffhangers yeah. and it's pretty clear, at least it seems pretty clear from this style of narrative that it's very, it's pro-patrician. In its yeah. outlook at this point. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, Wiginius talks about how they've tried to investigate the claims that have been made against them. Right, um, which were mysteriously the, unspecified. The, the unspecified, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dreadful rumours, as, yeah. as they are called. Um, they invoke the gods. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are hidden plans and wicked attempts. You know, these people are enemies of the gods. Mm -hmm. And this is an interesting kind of reference as well, because previously, in just like the last year or so, yeah. some of the patricians have outrightly accused the Tribune of the Plebs of not having any sort of divine sort of sanction. Yes. They're not a proper magistracy yes. in the traditional sense. That is true. Yeah. And Wiginius is now bringing like the gods very much into the discussion, being like, mm. look, people who are against the Tribune of the Plebs are enemies of the gods. Nice move. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Played. well played. It's not quite the same as saying we have a sort of a religious sanction um, to what we do, but it is suggesting that they're part of the now traditional structures of Rome mm. um, and should mm. be treated as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is a really, it's a subtle, clever sort of. It is interesting move. actually because if you look at, um, if you look at sort of some books of about Roman history, you would think 
that the tribunes really were just like undisputed position, like nothing, you know, no question marks. It's only when you sort of look at these accounts that you realise how touch and go it was for the tribunes for a while. This is a tenuous position yeah. at best, and they're kind of fighting tooth and nail all the time for yeah. their rebel- relevancy. Unless they're the kind of tribunes that do nothing and are in the pockets of patricians. Ah, which is, you know, a whole nother sort of problem. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, he also tries to get the patricians on side, the, yeah. the senators, being like, we wanted to report to you first about this situation. <laughs> these, this situation. This, these letters. Yeah. Um, Look, we don't get mail every day. So. Yeah. I mean, who would send us letters? Usually they just turn off in person. They're like, I'm being beaten up. Can you help? That's right. And we're like, I'm here, buddy. Um, and they're like, it's a sensitive topic. So we wanted to talk to you first. So they're doing a lot of sort of like... This is so bizarre. We don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't know what it is. No. Um, but, you know, we trust your judgment. Um and the trouble is that, as far as we can tell, here's the reveal. Okay. What we can tell from these letters is that they plan to take advantage of the dark night and attack us while we're asleep. Who's they? The writers of the letters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. still don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trouble afoot. Pigeons. <laughs> Carrier pigeons. <laughs> I hate the pigeons, I tell you. Um... And so this is part of the problem. Mm. So, like, they're like, look, we don't know what's going to happen in this situation, but threats have been made against our person, Mm. which... Well, look, I mean, I wouldn't say it's completely beyond possibility. (laughs) You know, they are troublesome. People don't like them. (laughs) Yes, they are. They have been causing trouble. Uh, people don't really want to hang around them, particularly if they're patrician. Well, yeah, I mean, um, the, the young... plebeians are into it, but yeah, yeah, like, but the young patricians definitely are angry that Kaizo is gone. So, I mean, you know, maybe they didn't forge these letters. Maybe they were real death threats. Maybe they were, <laughs> um, but they feel like that this this threat of violence against the body of the tribune of the plebs is mm. also a reflection of the escalating violence that's going to occur against the plebeians as a whole. Again, a solid call from the tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're interested in a sort of patrician resistance. You sound very careful. I shall say this only once. If you do this for me, we should never talk again. Uh, so they're kind is it of... what I think it is? Or... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. Um, like there's a sect of the patricians that are going to be on the plebeian side? Or yeah, because like... they're kind of like, we all need to defend our person. This means that we're going to need the patricians to step up. Because if we have to sleep, and eventually we will, <laughs> who's going to defend our inviolable bodies while we sleep? Fun fact, you will die of sleep deprivation before you die of starvation. Oh. Yeah. So it's actually kind of a, a big thing. Yeah. you got to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the key lesson here. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty sure um, that Kaizo Quintius is involved it. with these letters. Well, you know what? He did strike me as being a distinctly unpleasant character on the inside, if not the out. So, again, I'm not saying it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he seemed quite attractive on the outside. It's only when he starts hitting you that it's a real issue. Well, yeah. Once you, once the uh, the entitlement wafts your way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm smelling the privilege. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Um, and so they're asking for assistance mm-hmm. to go against the Aquians and the Volscians. 
Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that they were just trying to protect themselves from their assassins. Kind of. So, they understand that, from their perspective, Lugidius is saying, we understand that Kaizo is with the Aquians and the Volskians, Mm. and that he has their support. So this is going to be a huge problem. So they want to go to war with them? They kind of want to have a solution to this. They're kind of like, well, how are we going to tackle it? So right. maybe okay. they're not going out themselves. Okay. Um, but the next move, rhetorical move that Wiginius makes here is that he's like, we come to you, fathers, as suppliants. Ooh. Yeah. Bringing out the sort of... Like the senators would like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are pleading with you. Yeah. Um... And we want, what we want to do is really have the lead investigative powers of this situation. Okay. Yeah. We really need your help. Our bodies are in danger. Mm. We're being threatened. It's by one of your own. He seems to be in league with Rome's enemies. Mm. Can we please lead the investigation against him? I feel like in their robes, if they just had two cinnabons on either side, it would be very Princess Leia of them right now. <laughs> we come to you in our hour of need. <laughs> yeah. And and then he sort of finishes off with another sort of rhetorical flourish, which is like, I don't know how anybody could impose, oppose such reasonable requests um, as we have made today, considering the amount of danger that we're in. Are you going to tell me what the senators <laughs> said? Or <is> it... <laughs> You know, like, he's, he's sort of building up to this sort of critical point. Okay. Um, I better find out what the senator said. And he's like, because if you don't agree to <laughs> let us investigate, mm. and actually you're not the kind of people who would want us to look after the safety of all of Rome by investigating this further, then you are actually the suspects. Ooh. Clever. <laughs> turning, turning tables. Yeah. Mm. Still, senators are very unpredictable. <laughs> Do you know what they say? <laughs> Got me on the edge of my seat now. Which uh, which console do you think gives the reply speech? I uh, think would be my first question. <laughs> you know what? I can almost guarantee it's freaking Claudius. And he says, screw you. Get the hell out. We're not your mates. <laughs> Precisely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is of no surprise that the more conservative of the two consoles is the one who decides to have the right of reply. Yeah. Um... And he's like, wait up. My whole life clears me of any suspicion of the things that you're accusing me of. Yeah. I am a Roman to my very core. (laughs) Catch me. I believe, (laughs) Roman. I reject your binary arguments against the Senate. (laughs) I just completely reject them. Yeah, yeah. Um, How very dare you. Um... And he's like, and not only do I reject your interpretation of all of these events, mm. I feel like your speech has revealed to us the honest truth about what the tribunes really are. Scared. <laughs> really scared. <laughs> no. After their own ambitions. Okay. Yeah. That seems so, very much like pot, kettle, black, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> so this is the moment where that Dionysius has kind of been setting you up for right, yes. so far, because he's already said, look, they forged some letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's not until we get into Claudius's speech yeah, that it comes. where he's like, yeah. you forged those letters. So that's when the accusation comes I honestly out. don't know who to believe anymore, Dr. You turned my head all around. <laughs> he's like, it's, it's over for you guys. 
Um, I know you're lying. You know what? Regardless of the letter forging, we can't forget, as we mentioned in the previous episode, one of these tribunes, Wiginius, had a brother who was killed by freaking Kaizo. So it's not like the violence is a possibility. It's a thing. Like, it's, it's in his life. It's in his life. <laughs> mm. But, it, I mean, it's, it's a huge... It doesn't seem to weigh up very much for Claudius, to be honest. Oh, no, of course uh, you Claudius know, doesn't care. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Uh, men losing their brothers, you know, it doesn't worry him at all. Um, he asks a question. Tell me, Wagenius, and you others who are to suffer these dreadful evils, who are the foreign friends from whom you receive the letters? They're raising the stakes. (laughs) And he's like, where do they live? Where did they come from? How do you know them? So he hones in on this idea that the letters must be forged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And not just forged, but forged by someone foreign? Someone foreign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They come from outside Rome. Yeah. And so actually it's not Kaizo that's involved in this massive conspiracy that could lead enemy forces against the state. It's the tribunes. He kind of tries to do the flip on that. And once again, Rome is internally divided in a way that only a pretzel (laughs) could explain. And so he asks all of these questions, gets very sort of like, it's rhetorical questioning, he's doing his thing. He's like, are these reports true or do you maintain your own fictions? Mm. Tell me what you know. And he's like, I suspect it is impossible to find proof. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it is. I mean, you're just, you're both accusing each other of different things. And there doesn't seem any way to, like, unknot this evidence. No. Um, No. Well, yeah, exactly. But then he really turns on his fellow senators. Okay. (laughs) Interesting tactic. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to imagine the Tribune of the Plebs are kind of standing um, in front of the senators. And the senators are sort of arrayed as a sort of, like, an audience watching this happen. Watching yeah. this happen. And when a senator gets up to speak, they come down and turn to and face, face him, yeah. the crowd. Yeah. So Claudius has come down, yeah. and the tribunes have maybe stood off to the side a bit, and he's like, and he's talking to them. Like naughty school and then, and then And then he turns to face the, rest the of other system. senators. Wait, wait. Let's see how well I know my Claudius. <laughs> I'm guessing he turns around and attacks the rest of the Senate for allowing the tribunes to ever accrue so much power and to ever get to such a point that they're even suggesting such a law conducting themselves in such a way. How do you know? <laughs> I don't know. Just sensitive, I guess. Pick up on these things. <laughs> you have the eye and mind of a historian. Um, so, yeah, he basically is like, the Senate is to blame. You guys have allowed this to happen. You've created this, essentially. This is a monster <laughs> of your own creation. Um, you know, you've armed them with this senseless magistracy that, that they've, uh, they've been deploying now against you for mm. years. Yeah. Um, and then you allowed them to put Kaiser Quintius on trial. Like, that was... They didn't have to do that. You let them do it. Mm. Um, on false charges, no less. And you let this defender of the aristocracy to be destroyed by these tribunes. This is all really interesting because what you're saying honestly does come up in Livy. 
but just in a very different, well, I shouldn't say very different, just in a different way that I can't really allude to without spoiling everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think what will happen is that next episode, yeah. you will actually retell this story from Libby's perspective, and I'll be like, you're saying what now? <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's eerie. It's really just like changing the names, but like, and, and like slightly shifting events, but the shift of events, I think, really makes this all take on a very, a much more sinister turn. So, Ooh. yeah, anyway. All right, so you thought this was a bad narrative. Just <laughs> you wait, Livy's coming. Um, so, yeah, so Claudius kind of wraps it up at that point. Sure. Just kind of like, you know, does some flourishes. Everyone's hanging their head. Everyone yeah. feels like crap. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> all of the senators are like, oh, man, if only we'd never let these guys exist in the first place. Um, and Wiginius then goes to the people. Right. Uh, this is the moment. <laughs> Guys, I've got me back to the forum. Ah, the letters! What's in the letters? You know, they've been hanging around for hours being like, I don't know, maybe he's in line with the Etruscans. I don't know. Um, and they have all sorts of ideas about what might be going on. Um, and Dionysius is kind of just trying to put the reader on the sort of, like, in a sort of like moment of hesitation. Okay. Um, he wants you to question the plebeians the whole time. Mm. And so he lets you know that the fair minded Patricia, like plebeians, um, suspect that maybe like the fears about the endangerment of the tribune of the pub's life is maybe unwarranted, maybe yeah. just slightly unwarranted. Um, so the rational people don't, don't buy into the hype. Yeah. Yes, and mm. but the simple-minded ones yeah. uh, are like, oh my god, <laughs> the tribunes are in danger. <laughs> um, so he lets you sort of come to understand that uh, there is a right way to understand this narrative. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely... So very leading, Dionysus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's interesting because sometimes he is less leading than he is in this instance. Definitely. But yeah. this particular account is all about trying to push a particular interpretation of the narrative. Yeah, look, I think Livy, even though, as I say, I can't give too much away without, you know, <laughs> ruining what's ahead, but I definitely get the sense that, you know, as you would expect, Livy is also more on the patrician side. I think the whole point of what I said to you at the beginning of the episode about the patricians being, you know, quite, you know, eventually working their way through to realising that the best tactic is to be reasonable unless they their buttons are pushed or whatever and the law is mentioned because that means the plebeians are less hostile towards them so it's kind of lulling them you know as 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 we always say you catch more bees with honey you know the patricians seem to be starting to realize this but they just won't stand for it when it's they don't want to be a doormat they won't stand for it when it's about the law, but in every other respect they're doing that. And it's lulling the plebeians into being a little less, you know, a little less ready perhaps to believe the, the tribunes and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think he is setting it up for that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got uh, some interesting uh, things happening on our horizon. Yes, indeed we do. Is that a good point perhaps, Dr. G, to pause? Yes, I think it might be. All right. Well, listeners, you know what it means. It means it's time for Igor and... The Marshall Pick! Yes, yes, thank you, Igor. Igor has brought us 50 golden eagles, which we can possibly bestow on Rome. Yeah, but I have to remember the categories because I left my piece of paper at home. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be good. And I... Let me see if I can remember the categories. So, our first category is going to be about 
the military. It is indeed. It is indeed. And unfortunately, there is really nothing going on militarily right now, Dr. G. So I feel fairly safe in saying it's a zero. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> It's all about yeah, domestic politics, really. Yeah. Um, other categories. What do I remember? Expansion, I think. Expansion. And they add nothing. <laughs> it's not looking good. No. So it's also a zero. Hmm. Then we've got diplomacy. Diplomacy. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of internal diplomacy going on, but I don't know how successful. I was going to say it seems like a very undiplomatic. <laughs> Undiplomatic. I mean, mm. I'm, I, I mean, I'd have to give it. I think maybe three Ooh. on account of the fact that they are definitely doing diplomacy. It's not working very well, um, but they are they are having arguments with each other about how things should go. I suppose you it's know, just, it's just so unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the plebeians are still kind of pushing for things through the tribune of the plebs. That's true. That's true. All and, right. All right. Okay. Let's go for three. All right. And then we have Weirtus. Yeah. Yeah, look, as much as I always... This is where I always struggle, because I really, really hate Gaius Claudius, but by Roman standards, he's being a pretty good guy. So weird <laughs> And arguably, Kaizo, even though like largely not present in the narrative, is looming over the whole thing. His and absence he's, speaks volumes. Yes, it does. Um, but that's the kind of weird we're really looking for right now, isn't it? Um, so that's potentially another Yeah, element. look, I think I'm... I mean, like maybe a four. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, four. Yeah. And finally, the, the citizen. citizen score. Yeah. yeah. Citizen score. So, ooh. Look. I don't know. I think if you're a rich citizen, things are looking great right now. But if, if you, you enjoy are... gossip, it's a, good, <laughs> it's a good time to be Do alive. Do you like hanging around in the forum? <laughs> it's Do you like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, um, are you interested in rumor? <laughs> Are Not you... knowing where you stand and how the patricians feel about you. <laughs> Do you like following celebrity politicians? Look, yeah, I feel like there is something to be said for, as you say, the whole position of the tribunes, the fact that they are at least fighting the good fight, you know. Not very well, but they're giving it their best. Um, so, I don't know, maybe like a... I don't know, like a three? Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking maybe a two or a three. Okay, let's it's go pretty a three. low. Which means that, Dr. G, the Romans have finished this episode on a grand total of ten golden eagles. Ten. Oh, boy. Oh, that is a real failure. Don't Rome. spend them all at once, Rome. Oh, yeah, look. Yeah, you don't win any booty if you don't go to war. No, unfortunately not. Anyway, until next time, listeners. We will fare you well. Mm.